Storytelling is powerful. Storytelling breaks something. Storytelling brings something to each one of us. And it is our joy and privilege that two brave people are going to share their story. Are we excited for that? So we have um, Mr. Andrew Snellmott, who's going to come over. And some of you got to hear some of his story at the baptism, but we're just really aware that not everybody got to hear your story. So I want us to give a rousing round of applause for this brave man. Don't you love, don't you love the jumper? Has everyone seen the jumper that Andrew's wearing? Sorry, I'm just going to remove. Papa Bear. How amazing. And that's what you are, Andrea, Papa Bear. Can I pray for you before you share? Is that okay? Guys, let's stand up together with Andrew just now. Uh, Jesus, we are so thankful for the Sindelmoets. We are just so thankful for who this family is. And Father, we thank you for the family's Papa Bear. Thank you for Andrew. Thank you for all that you've done this year. And we just we just pray right now that any nerves that he has would just be dispelled. And that there would be a true sense of family in this space right now. Yeah, so if we thank you for the bravery and the courage of just sharing his story. Thank you for the blessing that this is going to be. Guys, prepare your hearts. Some of our hearts are going to be changed inside out, upside down as we listen to Andrew's story. So prepare your hearts. Father, we just welcome you to come and turn any uh, stony hearts into hearts made of compost right now. Willing to accept all that you have to say through Andrew. Thank you for this man. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I was brought up... um Going to an old church in Scotland when I was uh, where, where, where I lived um, in a little village called Tynalt near Oban. Um, my parents took me there every Sunday, um, as long as I can remember, until I was about six, six, seven year old. Um, I just remember not really enjoying going. Um, it was quite a strict church, and it, it yeah. It, it, I quite found it quite boring, and I, I just my parents gave us the choice to whether we would want to stay or, or if we could, you know, take that choice to to stop going, and that's what what I did. Um, when I was nine years old, we moved down here to Carlisle, um, and by the time I was a teenager, I was so far from from God, um, I didn't really believe any of it. Um, by the time I was eighteen, I moved to uh, to Holland to work. Um, I worked very hard and I, I, I partied just as hard um, I'd often get up uh, and go to work on a Friday morning um, and then I'd start partying as soon as I finished work um, I'd probably not go to bed until the Sunday afternoon inevitably I found myself battling um, a drug and alcohol addiction um, and this went on for about a year or so it got so bad that I ended up losing my job um, at this point, I guess I had, a, I had a choice. I could have continued down that path, which would have most likely seen me homeless and on the streets. However, um, a housemate at the time, and on face value, a very unlikely character to help, helped me through the first week or so to stop using. And I used my last payslip to book a flight home. Um, now the following weeks were, were pretty tough, probably the toughest of my life. I think, and uh, I did it all completely alone. Nobody knew what was going through at the time, not even my parents, and still to this day they have no idea what I went through. Um, the side effects of that year 
the dark cloud of paranoia, self-doubt, the anger took nearly 10 years to really clear. And even re- recent years, I've still felt glimpses of that dark cloud. In that time, in the le- recent years, well, not so recent years, actually, we've been married <laughs> nearly seven years now. Um, I married my amazing wife, and we have three amazing children, and which has really helped, you know, with the healing process. Um, I also have an amazing son who lives with his mom in Holland with her and her husband. But now in finding Jesus, I've uh, found myself, you know, finding things that, well, just feeling more myself again, I guess, than I've ever done for a long time. It was about three years ago now when Jesus really showed up in our lives as a family. We bumped into Andy and Rhoda down at the bay in Denton Home. And a short while later, um, Amanda had uh, met, met Laura um, and ended up becoming friends. Uh, Laura invited us along to one of the feasts of over two years ago now, and uh, we've been coming to Vineyard ever since. Um, in this time, I've seen Amanda. Um, she went, she attended Alpha and she got baptised uh, last last year now, was it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, and I've just witnessed the experiences she's had with Jesus. Since then, I'd been thinking about getting baptised myself. I, um, I'd been questioning my beliefs, and I just at that time, wasn't ready to get baptised. Just, um, yeah. Um, then on New Year's Eve, uh, this <laughs> of 2016, um, I was sat on the toilet of all places and sober. <laughs> um, <laughs> In clear as the day, out of nowhere, the thought came to went into my head that this is the year that you'll do Alpha and you'll say yes to Jesus. Um, I mean, we hadn't been think, sitting thinking or discussing anything, you know, around that, and it was you know, it, completely out of nowhere. Um, I shrugged it off and didn't think anything more of it until we were back at church a few weeks later, um, and there was an announcement for the course, for the Alpha course that Stephen Shelley were running. Um, so. Yeah, I uh, th- that that memory from from New Year's Eve suddenly came flooding back, and I thought, right, I have to sign up. This is this is my time. So I signed up and went along, and I, I really enjoyed Alpha. Um, although I didn't manage to finish it due to the birth of the uh, mighty Elijah, um, I watched the remaining videos on YouTube, and uh, it really helped clear up my understanding. And about a month ago, um, at the end of one of the services. Um, we, we were said we could we could stand. Well, that's not a month ago actually. This is more. This is back when I was at my baptism. So about four months ago, um, we'd asked if we could stand up and, and uh, if someone could come and pray for us. So I stood up and uh, Jonathan Law kindly came over and prayed for me, and uh, he prayed courage over me. And uh, just at the t- that was the time. That was just what I needed at the time. Um, for months I've been really wanting to just, you know, throw my arms up in the air and really praise Jesus. But I'd felt almost too embarrassed and I just couldn't couldn't make that step. So the following week at church, after, a Jonathan, uh, after the week after Jonathan had prayed for me, um, when we were praying early on, I just remember the words, floods of joy, going round and round in my head. Um, and then Ro went up front and she was, uh, I think she was holding Elijah at the time. And uh, she was singing or praying something very similar about the floods of joy. Um, and during the worship, I stretched my arms out in the air for the first time. 
and just opened my heart as I sang. And for the first time, I really felt the presence of the Lord. I remember just being flooded with joy, had tears in my eyes, and I was trembling. It was just the most, most amazing feeling, just knowing that I was loved and forgiven. So that was why I chose to get back, back in July, just leaving all this bad stuff behind where it belongs and starting a new life with Jesus. Amazing. You can have a wee seat. That was amazing, Andrew. That That's amazing, hey? Such courage. There was many items within what he said there that we're going to give you an opportunity to pray over um, towards them. But I, I want to let him speak first.